0: to express the most important words of my life. I would uh, reserve my last moments in this world to express my love and my gratitude for my wife and for my daughters and, of course, for my church back in Brazil. I would write important letters to people that I love very much, and I would leave some very strong recommendations if I knew that I am spending my last moments on the face of this earth. Now, Jesus, before going up to heaven, He reserved His last moments with His disciples to tell them the most important commandment for the Church in the Bible. Now, the most important commandment for us Christians is to love God above our own selves and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. but the commandment that Jesus left to the church, the most important commandment was this one in mark 1615 and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every Creature. So, Jesus reserved his last hours with his disciples to tell them about the importance of the Great Commission. Now think about it. Jesus could have used this time to talk to the disciples about many other subjects. He could have talked to them about God's plan for Israel. This is important. He could have talked to them about the teachings of the Old Testament, because they were important. Jesus could have talked to them about prophecies. By the way, the disciples, they were seeking for instructions about prophecies. They were very curious to learn about prophecies. But Jesus did not talk about those subjects. He reserved His last moments to talk about the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? Go ye into all the world. Now here in Astoria, it seems that the whole world has come to you. As you walk down the streets, you find people from all over the place. The mission field has come to your door. Isn't that right? I was just at a store this afternoon and before I had tried to give out some gospel tracts and some people just rejected. They threw my gospel tracts away. Actually, your gospel tracts because they're from this church. And they despised the gospel tract that I gave them. So, I decided I'm going to be smarter next time. So, before giving a gospel tract, I engaged into a conversation. And I asked the person, where are you from? Oh, I'm from this country. Oh, that's a beautiful country. Friendly people from that country. Good food from that country. So after I said a lot of good things, I said, here's a gospel tract for you. And he could not reject my gospel tract now. I don't know what he did with the gospel tract after I left. But what I'm saying is that you have a mission field around this church. Isn't that right? You can go into all the world here in this area of the country. What a blessing to be here in this part of the country and get to know people from all over the world. But this is what the Great Commission is all about. Spreading the gospel to every nation, to every nationality to every creature. So, to Jesus, that was the most important commandment to the church. Dr. Harold Seitler used to say, a church that's not missionary-minded has no reason, no right to exist. And he was right. We exist as a church for the spreading of the good news. We gathered together as a church to make the gospel known unto other people. I know there are other reasons we are a church. But this is what Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But what is the gospel? The gospel is the fact that Jesus, the Son of God, came down to the world And he died for our sins. For all my sins, for all your sins, past, present, and future. The Son of God died for our sins. He was buried, because he died indeed. But the third day, he rose from the dead. Amen? So he is alive. And now I must tell others, that through his sacrifice, through his death, And through his resurrection, people can be saved. They can be washed by the blood and they can go to heaven one day. This is the great commission. This is the gospel. So, how can we obey the great commission of Jesus? How can we fulfill the great commission of Jesus? First of all, by going out ourselves. Go ye, that means you. Yes, you, each one of you. Yes, I used to think that only pastors and missionaries were supposed to go and preach the gospel and teach others how they can be saved. Many, many times, people from the churches I have established, they come to me and they say, Pastor Ron, Pastor Ron, can you visit such a friend of mine and show him how to be saved, I have to ask, yes, I can do that, but how come you haven't done it yet? Go ye, means each one of us must go and preach the gospel, share the good news. All of us here are missionaries in potential. The reason is that there are people out there that only you can reach for God and nobody else. There are people that only our brethren that cannot hear can reach for God and nobody else. I could not reach the people that they can reach for the Lord Jesus Christ. So there are people that only you can reach for Christ. Pastor Montoro will never be able to reach those people. They are your family members, relatives, neighbors, neighbors, people that you work with even people that you meet at the doctor's office at the subway station at the pharmacy the dentist's office but these are people that only you can reach for God the reason I'm here tonight is because because some years ago when I was just I 11 year old boy, someone gave my father a simple gospel tract. A simple gospel tract. My father, out of curiosity, visited the church. He understood nothing of the sermon, he understood nothing of the service, but he left his address behind. And a week later, the pastor of the church made my father a visit. And he was so surprised, because the address was not the address of a house, of a home, of a family. But it was the address of a bar. And the missionary, rather than turning back, he decided to enter the bar. Not to drink, but to share the precious word of God. And as he entered the bar, he saw a little boy. 12 years of age, behind the counter, serving liquor to the customers, mixing strong drink, serving the customers. And that boy was me. My father, he was the owner of that bar, and I used to work with him in the bar all afternoon and night long. I would go to school in the morning, after school, straight to the bar. And I knew how to mix all kinds of drinks. When my father was not watching, I was mixing strong drink with my coke, and I was enjoying it. And I was dreaming about the day that I could become just like one of my father's customers. But that missionary, obeying the great commission of Jesus, he called my father aside and he said, Mr. Ribeiro, if you want to serve God and save your little boy from an anguishing future, Sell this bar. Come to church with us. In less than a month, the bar had been sold. My father went to church and I, as a little boy, followed his steps. And in that church, I received Christ as my Savior, as my Lord. Now I tell parents, all over the place, whatever decision you're making today, big or small, will affect the lives of your children tomorrow. That's why we parents must make always the right decision so our children can follow through our steps. So, just because of a gospel track, I'm here today. My father sold his sinful business and an exchange. God has given him a son in the ministry. So, folks, you can be a soul winner. Amen? You can tell others of Jesus Christ. You can invite them to the church. You can bring them in. You can go to them and be a blessing to them. Everybody here can be a witness. As soon as I got saved, I learned. I learned that now I was supposed to tell others what Jesus had just done for me. My father sold his bar, and I had to find me another job. So, I went to study in the evening, but I would go to work from 7.30 in the morning until 6.00 p.m. I worked eight hours per day. And at my workplace, I used to wash cars. After the mechanics were done with the cars. And there was this mechanic. His name was Wilson. And he was three or four years older than I. And I kept telling him about my salvation. I was not nagging him. I was not annoying him. But when I had the chance, I told him about my own salvation. About what God was doing for me. Finally, one day, Wilson asked me if he also could Be sure of heaven. If he could have the same assurance that I did about salvation. And I told him, of course. And I showed him how to be saved. Listen, I was just a new convert. I had been saved for five months. I was 13, still a child. But I explained to him how to be saved. Then he said, I want that. We went to the back of the building. We knelt down, and he prayed, accepting Jesus as his Savior. So that was the first soul that I ever led to the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what? Twenty years later, I met Wilson again, in a car shop, by coincidence. I recognized him, and I asked him, Wilson, what are you doing? And he said, I have five children. And I'm a deacon in my church. The first soul that I led to the Lord Jesus Christ is a deacon in his church. What am I saying? If a child and a new convert can lead someone to the Lord Jesus Christ, you can lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ as well. All you need to do is to be bold and to tell others what God has done for you and through you. Don't be afraid. People are thirsting, starving. Some of them want to hear the plan of salvation. And God wants to use you to be the connection between them and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ with God. So be a soul winner. Go ye. Go out yourself and be a light shining for God. Can you imagine if each one of you can bring one soul, one soul to open door Baptist Bible Church in 2014? You're going to double the size of this church. And you're going to cause a serious problem to Pastor Montoro. But this is a welcome problem. Second, you can obey the great commission of Jesus by sending out substitutes, replacements. Because the Bible says, go ye into all the world. But how can you go to all the nations in the world if you are just one person, just one church? By sending substitutes. And these are people that think like you, believe like you, and practice the same faith that you do. So, those are your missionaries. That's why we ask people for love offerings. That's why pastor asks you to give love offerings towards missions. So the church can participate in the ministries of these missionaries. Now, when I come to your church, I know I do that every four years, I don't see myself as a visitor, I am an extension of this church. To some extent, I'm a part of this church. I'm not a visitor. And we missionaries are an extension of this church as much as your Bible Institute. Amen? And your Sunday School ministry. And now the second church you're establishing in Brooklyn. We are also an extension of this church. That's the reason. Pastor Montoro wants to check on us to be sure that we are still preaching the gospel. We are still staying in the Bible. Because he understands we are an extension of his church. Missions is so important. When we began our ministry in Brazil, we were under supported very much. So we had to hold the meetings in a precarious shed in our backyard. There was no money to rent a building. And the shed was very small, very precarious. But you know what we did? I told my wife, you and I make the church. We are already a church. Jesus said two or three, right? We were two. So she and I took two missionary families Missionary families for support. By faith. We had no money, but we had faith. And we started giving to these missionaries. And we put their pictures on the wall. So, when people started getting saved and coming to the shed, they learned about missions from day one. But this veteran pastor learned about what I was doing. He came to me and said, "Rome." don't teach about giving to missions to your people as of yet. Wait until you have a property, a building, then you teach them about missions. Right now, just teach them to give tithes and love offerings and towards the property and the building that the church will need. I said, Pastor, I'm sorry, but I cannot do that. Because my Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things shall be added unto you. Land, building, things that will be added. I told him, building, land can wait, but souls cannot wait. They are dying every day. They are going to eternity without Christ So we are going to practice missions from day one. To make a long story short, in less than seven years, we had property, we had building. Amen? And the church learned to give to missions, to send out missionaries and participate in the great commission of Jesus. Last of all, we can obey the great commission of Jesus by praying by praying. I don't know if Pastor Montoro ever did that to his missionaries, but I was in a church and the pastor was trying to test me. And he came to me and said, Brother Rome, I know you are undergoing financial problems. Yeah? Who is not? So, tell me, which do you prefer? My money or my prayer? The church's money or the church's prayer? I know he was testing me. Now, sometimes I get hurt by being too honest. I said, Pastor, honestly speaking, I want both. But if I have to choose, I choose your prayers. Because your money cannot protect me from sin, cannot protect me from the devil, cannot protect my family. Your money cannot protect me from accidents and diseases. Your prayers can protect me. Your prayers are more important than your money. So please, pray for us. I don't know how many missionaries you have, but pray for them. Pray for us. That's the reason we have the brochures and we are giving them out as a reminder for you to pray for us we are fragile we are flesh and bones we need your prayers we need your support but we need your prayers and this is what missions is all about going out yourself sending substitutes and praying for the salvation of souls amen just recently Brother Ron, pray for my, my son. He is 34 years of age. He's so far from God. He's lost. I have been praying for him for many, many, many years. I'm about to lose hope. I said, Don't do that. Continue to pray for your son. George Miller prayed 60 years for the salvation of two friends. One of them was saved one week before Miller died. The other one was saved one year later, after his death, after Miller's death. God is faithful. God wants to hear your prayers. So don't give up. Don't quit. Because God is faithful. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of the Great Commission of Jesus. Lord, we are going to watch this nine-minute DVD presentation, and this is what the Great Commission is all about. This church has sent us to Brazil, and through us, God has established four Bible-believing churches in that country, a Bible institute, a Christian school, and many other ministries for the glory of God. May everybody here know that God is using us not because of us but in spite of us. We are very grateful to be a part of the Great Commission of Jesus. Now help everybody here to be involved in the Great Commission of Jesus. To be an evangelist. To be a soul winner. And help this church to grow with the visitation program and with the witnessing of each member of this church, bless everybody that is here tonight, and forgive us where we have failed, and just help us to get more involved and more enthusiastic about your service, about your ministry. Now we give you all the glory for all the blessings you have given us, in Jesus' precious and holy name, amen, amen.